You're listening to The Leadership Pod, episode 37, How to Disagree Assertively with Somebody at Work. Welcome to The Leadership Pod, the go-to podcast for ambitious emerging leaders. I'm Kara Ronan, leadership expert and your guide to help you build your brand, visibility and influence so you can unlock your leadership potential. Enjoy this episode. Well, thank you for tuning in again this week to the Leadership Pod. I hope you're having a fantastic week so far. Well, I need to welcome a bunch of new listeners to this podcast. We're heading up to 5,000 downloads all time to the Leadership Pod, and that means that there are a lot of new people who are listening to these episodes, discovering this podcast, and downloading the episodes as well. So I want to thank you all for being a part of the Leadership Pod and downloading and subscribing if you are subscribed via Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for the support that you're giving me in this podcast. And I'm very excited to be nearing the 5,000 downloads mark. I hope to announce that to you very soon when I actually reach 5,000 downloads all time. So hopefully that will be very soon. Now, I received a new review on Apple Podcasts recently. Uh, This review was from somebody called Stacy. And I actually know who Stacy is. We are connected on LinkedIn. And I just want to share with you her thoughts on this. podcast and what she's been getting out of it. She says that the leadership pod is essential listening for every leader. This podcast is essential listening for any emerging leader looking to develop their leadership skills and their career. Kara is full of energy and has a wealth of information to share on all areas of leadership. She breaks these concepts down into digestible episodes with lots of practical examples, expert insights, and actionable tips. So thank you so much, Stacey, for leaving that review. I am so happy to hear how this podcast helps you, how this podcast helps, you know, every emerging leader out there, because I do try to put a lot of work into the episodes. I do try to put a lot of effort into making sure the advice I give you is practical, but weaving in some core concepts and some theory and some insights about leadership so you can understand, you know, the basis of the practical strategies that I teach you, because I truly believe that you do require theory. You need to understand the theoretical concepts first, and then you need to understand the practical strategies so you can apply them. So you really need both parts to become a better leader. So thank you, Stacey, for that wonderful review. And if you listening have been enjoying the leadership pod, I would love to invite you to leave a review as well on Apple Podcasts. Now, I do understand it is a little bit complicated on Apple Podcasts to leave a review. I'm not sure why they make it so complicated for people to do that, but I would greatly appreciate if you could take the time to just a few minutes to leave a review on Apple Podcasts and let me know what you think of this podcast and let other people know as well who might be thinking of listening to it. So I would greatly appreciate you taking the time to do that. Now, last week's episode was about why disagreeing makes you look like a leader. And that one was really popular with the listeners of the Leadership Pod with you. And like any other topics that I have done around assertive communication or confident communication on this podcast, I am not surprised that disagreeing is a popular topic for people to want to learn about. 
Now, today's episode is a follow on from last week's episode, and we're going to be talking about how to disagree assertively while maintaining relationships at work. And the reason I wanted to do this episode, it's twofold, really. The first reason is I have found that a lot of people don't know how to disagree. They get their words mumbled. They don't have a structure when they disagree. So they need some guidance on, you know, steps to follow so they can disagree assertively and confidently. So that's the first reason I wanted to do this episode. The second reason is because it is important to disagree when you are a leader, but it's also important to maintain a positive working relationship. So sometimes when people are new to disagreeing or even when they have been disagreeing for a long time, But quite often what happens is people can come across as too aggressive. They think they have to be aggressive so they can get their point across, so they can push their point onto the other person and the other person will be reluctant to question what they're saying or to come back with another argument or some type of retaliation. So I find a lot of people disagree too aggressively. And of course, when you do that in a working environment, it does not maintain a positive working relationship with your coworkers or even with your boss, if that's who you're disagreeing with. So I think there's a lot of misunderstanding and confusion about disagreeing. A lot of people are scared to do it. A lot of people don't know how to do it. And a lot of people come across as too aggressive, ruining relationships and damaging relationships. So this is the birth of today's episode. Episode, and that's really why I wanted to create it for you. So I'm going to be following the five-step structure on how you can disagree effectively, assertively, and respectfully in the office. And we're going to be going through each of these five steps. Now, the first step is to recognize the other person's viewpoint. The second step is ask permission to disagree. The third step is verbalize your disagreement. The fourth step is support your opinion with a rationale. And the fifth step is circle back and ask for input or feedback. So I'm going to go into each step throughout this podcast episode, but I just wanted to give you an overview of the whole episode so you know what to look for and you know what to expect. I do want to let you know before I get started with the main content, what I am going to teach you in this episode is based on one of my best-selling video courses, the Assertive Communication Skills Masterclass. So this is a three-hour video course. I have now over 3,000 students going through this course, 3,000 very happy students. It is rated 4.5 out of 5 on the Udemy platform. So it's a best-selling course and so many people have benefited from the Assertive Communication Skills Masterclass. They have learned how to be more confident in their communication. It has helped them understand their communication better. It has helped them deal with other people in the office. It has helped them deal with conflict. So we go through a number of topics in this course. It runs for three hours, as I mentioned before. And we started off by looking at your fears, what's holding you back from being assertive, from being confident in your communication, because that is really the starting point. You need to uncover your fears, identify what they are, work through them so you can then start to communicate more assertively. So we first start with the fears. We also look at your nonverbal communication and how you can make that more assertive as well to back up what you are saying. We look at how to be assertive in group conversations. I know that is daunting for many of you listeners out there, especially for many introverts. Group conversations can be really daunting. So we look at how to be assertive in 
in group conversations and also one-on-one conversations when you are say having a one-on-one talk with your boss or maybe a feedback meeting that you have scheduled so how to be assertive in those times as well And then we move on to verbal strategies you can use to be more assertive overall in your communication. And in that section, we learn how to say no, how to disagree. Uh, And that's why I wanted to bring it up with this podcast episode, because we do delve into how to disagree in that particular section, as well as how to set boundaries and, you know, how to just generally be more assertive in your communication in the workplace, but also in your personal life. So it's useful for both people who are interested in being more assertive with their family, friends, in their personal life, or even in the workplace. So it is definitely a course that will help you if you are interested in the disagreeing, in becoming more assertive and confident with your communication. Now, I will put a link to that course in the show notes. So that is on my website. Go to executive-impressions.com. Look for the show notes for this episode, which is episode 37, how to disagree assertively with someone at work. Now, the reason I let you know about that is because I'm going to put a link in those show notes that will give you a discount access to this course so you don't have to pay full price. So it's a significant discount and you will really benefit from it, especially if you're interested in the Assertive Communication Skills Masterclass. So with all of that said, let's get straight into the content for this episode. Now, the first thing I will talk about is how you need to recognize the other person's viewpoint when you disagree. Now, you might be surprised that this is the first step to disagreeing. You might be surprised I'm even mentioning this. Uh, You probably thought that putting your opinion across is the first thing that you should do when you disagree with somebody. It's what most people do. They want to sound assertive. They want to sound confident. They want to sound strong in their opinions. So they put their opinion across first in an attempt to deter any disagreement or any kind of comeback. But it's not the first step that you should do. Putting your opinion across there is not the first step in a disagreement. And here's why. When you put your opinion across first, when you push it on the other person without hearing their perspective, they won't have an open mind to listen to you. They'll have a barrier up. Their block will be up. And all they want to do is get their opinion across. And if their opinions differ to yours, the only reaction they're going to have is disagreement or retaliation. You know, people want to be heard. They want to be understood. It's natural human behavior. To be a good communicator, you need to understand that it's all about the other person. To make disagreements, you need to understand that it's all about the other person. And you need to understand that you have to disarm them first to get their barrier down, listen to them so they will be open to hearing what you have to say. Now, how do you do this? Well, there's a couple of phrases I'm going to share with you that are very effective that you can use the next time you are facing a disagreement with somebody to help bring their barrier down and make them more open to what you have to say. The first phrase is, tell me how you see the issue. The second phrase is, I'd like to understand your viewpoint. Could you explain that to me? You know, something along those lines to encourage the other person to open up and talk are fantastic ways to get them 
to lower their barrier, lower their defense mechanism and get them more open to hearing what you have to say. When you do this, when you are interested in their opinion and their perspective first, it makes them feel important. It makes them feel heard. It makes them feel appreciated and that their opinion matters, that you care about their opinion. This is what everybody wants. Everybody wants to feel important and appreciated. So if you give this to the person you are talking with, the person you want to disagree with, it will help to bring their barrier down. They will appreciate the attention you are giving them and they'll be more open to hearing what you have to say. So this is a very first step to bringing down their defense mechanism and the very first step to disagreeing with somebody, especially if they are an aggressive communicator. Now, the second step I want to share with you in disagreeing is to ask permission to disagree. So you might also be questioning, well, why should I ask permission to disagree? Shouldn't I just put my opinion across? Well, the thing is, you're still at the stage in the conversation where you need to get that person open to hearing what you have to say. Now, this is an example of how I would go about asking permission to disagree. And when you hear, I think you will understand it's got nothing to do with lowering yourself or begging for the permission to disagree with that person. So this is an example of what I would say. I now understand where you're coming from. Are you open to hearing my perspective on the issue? So the mistake that I found a lot of people make in disagreeing is they jump in once the other person has shared their perspective, shared their opinion, they then jump in and say, well, can I talk now? Now, this comes across as aggressive. When you convey aggression in your communication, the only thing you're going to get back is aggression, okay? Aggression meets with aggression. And this leads to communication breakdown. And this is something that you want to avoid in leadership, especially when you're working in teams and you need to maintain that positive working relationship with other people. Because any communication breakdown, whether it's because of aggression, emotions, cultural differences, it can lead to rifts in teams. It can lead to people not working well together, people not communicating well together, and projects and jobs end up suffering. It impacts the team and it impacts the company. So you really need to avoid any kind of communication breakdown. And by using the phrase that I shared with you just now, are you open to hearing my perspective on the issue? It's a great transition into your disagreement for two reasons. The first is it gets the other person prepared and ready for your opinion. So you're announcing that you are going to be sharing your opinion. You're announcing that to them. And the second thing it does is it forces them to opt in to what you have to say. And this is the most important reason. So when people opt in to something and when they say, yes, tell me what you're opinion is, yes, tell me what your viewpoint is, they feel more in control of the conversation because you have given them that option. They've opted in. They have control over that and therefore they are more likely to open up to what you have to say or at least listen to what you have to say. So do you see the importance of asking for permission. It's got nothing to do with lowering yourself or begging for permission to talk. That is not the goal of this strategy. The goal is to get them open to what you have to say. Now, this is a strategy that I use all the time. It does work for me. And I do find that it keeps the relationship on a positive level. So next time you're in the office and you feel you need to disagree with somebody, try this first step and then the second step and see how that opens up the conversation 
situation for you to then jump in with your actual opinion or disagreement, which is the next step that we're going to be talking about. And I'm combining steps three and four in this episode because they do merge together quite well. So step three is to verbalize your disagreement. Step four is to provide a rationale. And this is where it's time for you to actually verbalize your disagreement, to say what's on your mind. This is the part that most people avoid, or if they do attempt to disagree, when they do it, they avoid direct language. They try to minimize their opinion. They try to soften their opinion because they feel that being direct is too rude and they don't want to offend. They don't want to have the other person retaliate. This is very common for people who are coming more from the passive style of communication, which is one of the four styles of communication that there are. There's passive, passive aggressive, aggressive, and assertive. And this is one of the things that we do cover in the video course, the Assertive Communication Skills Masterclass that I mentioned before. So there are a couple of ways that people try to soften their opinion, and maybe you can relate to some of these because I know I have used them myself. The first one is framing your disagreement as a question. So instead of saying, I believe we should do this and this, you frame your disagreement as a question and it sounds something like this. How about we do this? For example, how about we postpone the event until next month? Or what if we, what if we postpone the event until next month? So can you see these are questions, but they are not assertive ways of getting your opinion across. You're basically asking the other person to agree with you. You're basically asking the other person what they think or why don't we do this? Why don't we do that? These are questions that give the other person decision-making power. This is not something that you want to do when you are disagreeing with somebody. You need to own your disagreement. You need to own your opinion, your viewpoint, your perspective, whatever it is. The other person has no power over what you think and feel. It's personal to you. It is your right. And you need to communicate this with a lot of confidence and with a lot of authority as well. But framing your opinion as a question does not help you do this. So that's one thing you do need to avoid. The second mistake I find people make, and again, I have made this myself from time to time, is people use the third person to convey their opinion. So an example of this would be, Our boss believes we should do this. Or somebody in social media said that it doesn't matter how you dress at work. So instead of conveying your opinion, you are communicating the opinion of somebody else in place of your own. So you're not owning your opinion. You are not expressing the opinion that you have. You're expressing an opinion of somebody else, but you're disguising it as your own opinion. Now, this doesn't work in a professional environment. If you have an opinion, it is your opinion. You have a right to an opinion. Everybody has the right to their own opinion. You need to own your opinion. You need to express it assertively and confidently in a professional environment. This is the only thing that is going to give your opinion conviction and to get the other person on board with how you see things. So so how would I recommend you communicate your opinion or you express your opinion to somebody else? Well, I'm gonna share an example with you and the first part of this example is about conveying your opinion with confidence. So not using questions and not conveying your opinion via a third person, owning your opinion and communicating that to the other person. So that's the first part of it. And the second part is about 
providing a rationale or a reason for your opinion. So that's why we move into step four of this strategy. And that's why I have combined the steps three and four in this podcast episode. So I'm going to share with you an example so you can see exactly what I mean. Now, the issue I am talking about in, in this example is professional dress. So let's say I'm talking with somebody who feels that they can wear anything they want to the office, that there should be no standards for professional dress at work. So if I were to disagree with this person, this is how I would go about it. After, of course, I have listened to their perspective and I have then asked for permission to disagree, asking, are they open to hearing what I have to say? This is what I would say following that. I see where you're coming from and I understand your viewpoint around professional dress. Are you open to hearing my perspective on the issue? I believe dressing professionally is important in the office because it helps communicate our corporate brand, it meets the expectations of our clients, and it shows respect for our clients and our colleagues. So what I've done here is I first conveyed my opinion about professional dress and I used, I believe, you can also use I feel or my opinion is that or the way I see it is. These are a variety of ways you can communicate to the other person what your opinion is. And none of them are questions and none of them are using the third party either. And then you back it up with a reason. So if I stopped at, I believe dressing professionally is important and that's it. I don't continue on with anything else. That is not enough to convince the other person. Remember, they are disagreeing with you. They're not going to see things your way unless you give them a reason to. And that is why you need to support your disagreement with a rationale or with a reason because it makes it more solid. And it tends to cater to the natural human tendency to want to know why. You know, why should I see things that way? Why is it that way? Why should I believe that? So you definitely need both parts. You need to convey your opinion confidently in an assertive way and then you also need to back it up with a reason and a rationale so the other person knows why you are saying what you are saying and then once you have done that in the disagreement that part of the disagreement can go on for as long as you like you know it's your time to talk so you can add additional viewpoints you can add additional reasons or even facts or findings that you have discovered to back up your opinion or your viewpoint so it's basically your liberty to add whatever you want at that point. After that though is step five and for this you need to circle back and ask for feedback. So once you finish conveying your opinion assertively you then circle back and ask for feedback or input from the other person. And what you're doing here is you are opening up the conversation again to the other person so that they feel involved. You're not pushing your opinion on them. You are opening the conversation up again with them. And you might say things like, how do you feel about what I've said? Or tell me what your thoughts are. And at this point, generally what happens is the conversation goes back and forth between you and the other person. So they might jump in with additional thoughts on what you have said. You will jump in again with additional thoughts on what they have said and the conversation will go back and forth. But this five-step structure is what I wanted to share with you so you can start that disagreement, but start it in a way that still maintains that positive working relationship with the other person. You know, disagreements aren't nice. They are not comfortable, but I hope that this structure will help you disagree with confidence, with assertiveness, and at least prevent you from making some of the mistakes that I mentioned in this podcast episode when people generally do disagree. 
This was quite a long episode. We are probably around the 25 minute mark. So it's kind of rare that this episode would be so long. Most of my other episodes are around 20 minutes. Now, remember, if you did like what you learned in this episode and you would like to learn more or you would like to improve your communication overall so it becomes more assertive and more confident, then definitely check out the Assertive Communication Skills Masterclass. I will put the discount link for you in the show notes. So head over to my website, executive-impressions.com. Definitely check out that course because I've had a lot of positive reviews. Students have really gotten a lot from it. And if assertive communication is something you need to work on or making your communication more confident is something you need to work on, then you will definitely benefit from that course. I will also be doing a YouTube video on this topic that we discussed today. So Check out my YouTube channel and subscribe if you haven't already subscribed because some people do like to learn about these topics via video rather than via audio, although YouTube videos are much shorter than the podcast episodes. And I will be sharing some videos on LinkedIn as well around this. So if you're not following me yet on LinkedIn, then definitely head over to my profile. Simply type in my name, Kara Ronan. And you will find me, follow me on LinkedIn. And that way you can get all of the posts that I share on LinkedIn into your feed. So it's additional content that will help you learn and help you advance as a leader. So that is all for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you got a lot from it. I will be back next week with another episode and I hope to have you back there with me too. Thanks for listening. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Leadership Pod. Thank you so much for listening. If you did find some useful tips in this episode, then please leave your review on iTunes or on your favorite podcast platform. And don't forget to share this episode with your colleagues. Remember, they might benefit from these insights too. And I would love to hear from you via my website or social media. You can leave a note at executive-impressions.com or find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. The links are on my website. Take care and thanks again for listening.